This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PNP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what is changing in the industry and we take you to the front lines to those that are driving the changes in the industry. My name is Donnie Shelton. I'm owner of Triangle Home Services, aka Triangle Pest Control and Triangle Lawn Care, as well as the CEO of Coolmarch, a company that offers digital marketing and sales services for the home services industry. And with me, as always, is Mr. Dan Gordon. Dan, would you like to say hello? Hello, everyone. Uh, Dan Gordon here, PCO Bookkeepers. We do fractionalized CFO services, tax preparation planning, audit representation, exit planning services, uh, M&A, and uh, we work with uh, pest control and lawn care. We have a uh, brand called Turf Books, and uh, if you're in need of any of those services, we'd love to talk to you. uh, Let's kind of get into our topic and introduce our guest. Uh, today, we're talking about industry in- issues with uh, the NPMA's incoming present president, uh, Justin McCauley. Um, and um, I have inserted here, which usually goes at the end, but let's do it anyway. As always, if you like to hear, uh, if you like what you hear, rate us at, uh, on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to these podcasts. Anyway. Uh, Justin is CEO of Macaulay Services in Arkansas. The company was founded by his dad uh, in 1983 as the Bugman. Today, Justin runs the family business with his dad uh, and brother. Uh, in 2022, he'll become president of MPMA. So today we're here to learn a little bit about his journey in the industry, how he became so deeply involved in MPMA, and what uh, issues he plans to tackle as president. So uh, welcome, Justin. Thank you all. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Well, Justin, let's get into this. So tell us a little bit about your journey um, from being a son of a pest control company owner to now being the president of the National Pest Management Association. Just kind of talk us through that. And by the way, uh, I'm assuming you guys are not called the bug man anymore, correct? Kind of walk me through all of that. Yeah. So, I mean, we've changed the name to Macaulay Services. We did that back in uh, 2010. So, um, you know, the journey of MPMA and how we got to be where we are is um, I grew up in the industry, kind of like most family operated pest control companies. Uh, dad started the company. Actually, my uh, actually third generation, my grandfather started a company. My dad worked with him and my dad went and started his own and so on to me. Um, so grew up in the industry, grew up loving it. We're part of the associated group. So getting to meet with other pest control companies twice a year really brought a sense of family to me in the industry. Um, and so getting to work with those people going on those vacations, seeing my dad interact um, with other colleagues, really once I graduated college brought me back into it. Um, I actually started a pest control company while I was in college up there and ended up selling it and moving back home um, after college. But when I came back, got real dad and me involved in uh, MPMA. Um, we were already friends with a bunch of the people. So I started out in a leadership development group, which is now called Link, um, and met some awesome people. And uh, Dan, you can attest, we were at Academy together a few months ago. Um, Academy was like one of my first meetings uh, out of college and got a taste for what the industry was about and got to meet some people. 
and uh, really just fell in love with it and made some good friends, went and visited them. They would come visit us. We'd bounce ideas off each other. Um, so that drove, I guess, my interest more in about how I can get more involved, what I can do. So you go through the leadership development group, you learn about committees of MPMA, how you can help. With, and really, at that point, it was about, well, what can I learn? How can I get better to bring stuff back to my company? Um, so you join those committees and you get more involved. And at the same time, I was doing stuff at the state association, state level here in Arkansas. Um, got to serve on the Arkansas Pest Management Board. Really enjoyed that. I was able to become president of that, I think, in 2011. Um, and at that point, I was like, you know what? I really want to try to serve on the MPMA board. And, uh, asked to do that and was able to be elected as an at-large member. And, and really, I mean, it's one of the things, I guess, about me is I'm never scared to say yes. I'm always like, I probably say yes too much. <laughs> I guess I'll do that. That sounds fun. Yes, I'll do that. And uh, so I just kept going and kept going. And I really got roped in. Um, Chuck Kendall kind of took me under his wing as well as a bunch of other associated members and kind of pushed me in the direction of, hey, do you want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? Do you understand the time suck that goes in to be on the executive committee and what that means for your business? And to me, it looked like it was a good opportunity to help develop my leadership staff. Like, okay, I know I'm going to be gone. We got to build up our leadership team to do that. It's a win-win for me to be in the industry, to be able to represent our industry, um, and also help grow my organization at the same time. So, um, yeah, as far as the academy, I, I, I think it's the best uh, uh, program that NPME puts on. It's always just such a blast, and it's uh, very informal, and, and, and there's a lot of learning that goes on, too. Uh, but uh, did you always intend to join the family business? You said you went off to school. Where'd you go to school, and, uh, you know, how'd you... I was going to say, and let's hear the name of this company that you started in college, too. So where did you go to college? And let's hear a little bit about that, because that's kind of interesting. In high school, I was a big football player. I loved football. Um, I thought I was going to be a college football. So I walked on at the University of Arkansas, did that for two years, um, decided that I'm not going to be a college football player. Um, that is a full-time job. I'm not near big enough or fast enough to do that. But, hey, made some great friends, learned some great lessons there. And enjoyed myself. Um, when I got done, I went out and uh, all of my buddies were working at a car lot. And so I was like, oh, that'd be fun. We'll all go work together at a car lot, moving cars around, washing cars, whatever. And I was working for minimum wage, busting my butt, working Saturdays. I mean, it was, and I sat there and I was like, in high school in the summers, I'd run route down here for my dad to do everything. I was like, I can make more money being doing pest control up here while I'm not going to class than I can. Uh, working with these guys and controlling my hours. So um, reached out at that time. My grandpa and my dad, we shared, they shared the name, the bug man, and they had drawn the state in half. And uh, so my grandfather had the northern half of the state as the bug man. My dad had the southern half of the state as the bug man. So I carved out a corner of the state up in northwest Arkansas of the bug man for myself after meeting with my grandpa and uh, my dad. So we did that. I did it for and it was about two and a half years there. Grew it. I mean, for going to school full time, running 15, 18 hours a semester, I think we grew. I grew that thing to. It was right at it. I was running a full route of about 200000 dollars a year on it. And um, at that time, we didn't. We were just operating in the southern half of the state. This is two thousand five, 
And so when I got done with school, I was like, man, I really want to learn our operation. I need to move back home, be in the office, learn the ins and outs of the business. So we had a friend that had a pest control company up there. And that's kind of the way these things go. Dan, you know, it's all about relationships in uh, our industry. And uh, we, we sold that uh, to a friend up there, gave them some route density and then uh, moved back home. Yeah. Oh, and I was going to say, and so, it, you know, so, so, okay. So you started, which I think is just a crazy story that you did pest control in college. And I think it's a smart move. And I think most owners and managers have had that moment where you're working and you're like, you know, I could probably have more fun and make more money doing something different than what I'm doing now. <laughs> so that was, the, I've definitely had those moments in my life, but <laughs> so, you know, at what point, you know, okay, so you decide, all right, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to come back. I'm going to join the family business. I'm going to learn operations. Um, at what point did you decide, okay, I really need to get involved in the association, you know, get on the board. And, and then eventually, I mean, because it sounds like from when you were talking about kind of your journey, you started out in kind of the state side of things and then, and then on to national. And so can you just kind of talk us through why you decided to do that? And I loved your point about always saying yes I, I i guess i see it differently sometimes i think myself i'm not smart enough to say no sometimes but but keep going there i want to hear that <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I had a good example from my father uh, my dad was heavily involved in the state association as well served on the board of nationals uh, a couple stands so i had that uh figure the i guess model myself after i guess in my head so that really pushed me in that direction to be involved and you know, through sports, through anything, I always wanted to be a leader. And to be a leader of something, you got to know stuff. You got to expand your knowledge and do stuff. So that really drove me. So it started out, like you said, in the state association. At the same time, I was doing a link on the national because I, would, I was heavily involved in national. Like I said, so we'd go to all the meetings. So I had to have something to do. I wasn't just going to go there and be a suck and sit by the pool and not do anything. That's not, that's, not, that's, not that's my program. No, no, that's my program. That way I get bored. If I'm sitting by the pool for longer than five minutes, I've done something. I'm losing my mind. So I got to be doing something. And uh, so anyways, so we go to the meetings and I got plugged in with Wayne, got to meet some friends and man, it, it really just blossomed from there into um, nationals. It's always like, well, what's next? Because you do leadership development group, went through that, sat there, I think it was three years on the board, and it was like, well, what's next? And they're like, well, you can move into the chair, co-chair role, chair role. Cool, I want to do that. And then when you get done with leadership development group, now this is where it gets weird, is like, you've done third this, and you're like, well, what am I going to do now? I don't really have a place. So you got to go out and find that next spot and being willing, like, so I'd go to Alexis and Dominique, and this is when they were staff, and be like, hey, wh what can I do next? I want to do something. Where do you see me fitting in? Um, and so they would kind of steer me in different directions. And, um, and it is kind of, it's a winding trail similar to that. It's always saying, yes, what can I do next? So kind of interesting. So, uh, you know, I, I've been involved with uh, MPMA since I got in the industry. So I've been you know, probably close to 30 years and seen a lot of changes and whatnot. Um, and um, I also have a lot of clients, some very large clients who, just aren't involved and I've told them you know in order to you know it, it, it's yeah it's a fraternity it's a, it's a it's a good fraternity to be a member of but you know you've got a lot of forces you get state governments federal governments you know and regulators trying to 
control us or take away certain tools and whatnot, so we have to band together and whatnot. And you know, my pitch to them is that, uh, hey, you got to get involved here, and some of them have. But what is your pitch? Like, why should people, um, you know, get more involved in NPMA and get involved in the committees? And what committees are do you recommend? Yeah, I mean, it just. <laughs> The pitch to get involved in MPMA is one is to expand your network. If you want to grow your business, um, I know some there's large companies. Just because you're a large company, don't mean you can't be a larger company. Um, and you can't learn. And just because you're a large company doesn't mean you can't learn something from a million dollar company that's going on out there. That's true. So uh, that's my pitch on that sense of growing your company. If you want to expand your network, get some great ideas, build some lifelong relationships that you can bounce ideas off of. Because as a CEO, uh, everybody that's setting a CEO knows it's pretty lonely at the top. Um, you, you can have a good leadership team, but there's still some things you want to bounce off before you bring in front of your leadership team to some other people that has that experience. Um, so MPMA gives you that network of access to people that are all across the country. And what's cool about MPMA is you might be in Miami, Florida, and there will be somebody in Seattle, Washington that will let you come visit, show you their operations, how they're doing things and stuff you can take back and do in your organization. So that's pitch number one. Um, you talked about the regulation. There is no training that teaches you how to go in front of regulators, politicians. And how to, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, nobody gives any kind of training like that. And that's where MPMA's legislative day really does a great job of giving you some groundwork to which to work from and give you a support to like actually learn how to go in and meet with staff of senators or sit down with the senator and have a conversation about regulation or actually uh, go to the EPA and actually sit down and see how regulations and regulators work. And what you can do then is you can take that experience back to your state. And that's where to me is a valuable benefit is because a lot of stuff that you get done and that we see that we're fighting is now on the state level as much as the federal level. Um, so it, it's just, you, you learn so much from different people and different things. And it's really, what are you trying to get out of for your organization and for your state? I, I promise you there's a place for anything. So you ask what committees, what to get involved in. If politics are your thing, you need to get in public policy committee. And you don't even got to serve on the committee. Just go sit in on those meetings and you're going to learn so much in the public policy arena. Um, if you're wanting to learn how to grow your business, the business development or the marketing committee um, is a great place to start. Or if you're wanting to expand your leadership style, I, I, you've heard me mention a little bit the leadership development or link committee. Um, that would be the place to go. So I mean, there, there's truly a committee for everyone. And, uh, and a lot of guys that run pest control companies are very technical. So they should go on the technical committee to learn even more or help support others in the, uh, in the entomology side of things. So That's funny, you know, and you touched on this and I think it's such a critical point. You know, I think, you know, when I first got started in the industry, I was told early on by a really good friend of mine, join the association now and don't ever quit. Meaning, you know, and, and his point was just like what you said, you know, when you're smaller, there's a lot of folks that you can learn from. I think as you get larger, you know, let's just say you get over 5 million and people are like, well, you know, I kind of know it all, or, you know, it's kind of funny to hear someone say that, but, uh, and I think most folks that get somewhere, they know, they know better than that. But, but the reality of it is, is even when you get larger, 
you know, there's this whole idea of protecting our industry and and expanding our industry and developing our industry and kind of that stewardship to make sure that, you know, we don't allow, you know, regulation or, I mean, there's all these other forces. I mean, as you can imagine, pest control is very popular, especially with environmentalists and other groups. And we just have to make sure that, you know, we are all united because the moment that we fragment as an industry, you know, any special interest group or whatever can come right through and, and really make life difficult for everyone. So it, it's such a great point. Thank you for um, so walking us through that. So one question I have is you've talked a lot about this leadership, um, this leadership network community. And, I, and I'm, I'm sorry, I can't say the name. I forgot the name that you called it. But can you talk a little bit about that and what it is and and why someone should look into it if they're interested in, in, in this whole idea of learning from others who've been there? Yeah, so it, it LINK is the acronym for it. Um, it used to be Leadership Development Committee, and I should know better exactly what LINK stands for, but it's a Leadership Young Network Committee or something like that now. Um, but what it does is their core purpose, uh, their core mission is to put on academy every year. They put on academy and make it a 365 day process where you, you so the, the programming of academy the putting on the teams to help and drive the uh networking 365 days a year is truly what they're about so um and then networking building your network so if you're on this committee you serve with a group of roughly 20 to 25 people that you're with and uh link meets at every they meet at pest world they meet at legislative day I mean, at Academy. So you're with these people at every meeting and you're expanding your network and you're learning things. And they also learn how to um, do different programs, mentorship programs. So if you're on the link committee, you could be a mentor to somebody coming in, um, a new MPMA member that wants to be mentored to have things. So they do a lot of things there that help put you in the leadership role. Or you could be a mentor, a mentee, I guess, if you come in on the leadership or on the link committee. You can say, hey, I need to be mentored. Um, and then the other part of that is the new thing that they've got going is the executive leadership program. So if you're completely new, never done state leadership, never done MPMA, and this kind of falls a little bit alongside link there is the executive leadership program. They actually do uh, training on, hey, you need to read these books. We're going to be discussing these items. Um, and uh, training you how to serve on a state association, how to serve on a national association. Um, so and those two go hand in hand. How long is that program, the uh, executive leadership program? Uh, it's a two-year program. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it takes you two years to graduate. Um, what's cool about that, it's kind of a scholarship style program. So you got to put in an application to join. They only take a certain amount of people. Uh, and then MPMA will help pay your way to certain things to help you offset the cost. Because a lot of times what we're having in those, that executive leadership program is a smaller company or somebody that's not, hey, I don't know if I'm going to up, put up front the capital to go to all these things and see it. So MPMA is like, look, we want you involved. We want, MPMA knows that to have a strong national association, we also got strong state associations that um, interact with nationals um, and work well together. So that, that's the intent of the program to help build a strong state association that will in turn funnel a strong national association. I, I will tell you that is such a great idea. And I, and I think anyone who is looking to 
become successful in this industry, to become successful as a leader, really in anything in life, the, the principle is, is to find someone who's been there and done that and learn from them. And so this is such a great, it's such a great program, such a great idea. Let's um let's switch gears here real quick, Justin. So so obviously you're getting ready to take on quite a bit of responsibility as the incoming president of NPMA. Um, what what do you think, in your opinion, are some of the biggest challenges facing our industry? Um, and then you know I guess another part of that is is thoughts on how are things that you're going to try to focus on to address some of those challenges. I mean, the biggest challenge, if you ask anybody in our industry, is people, finding people. Um, the biggest thing that inhibits our growth as a company is finding the right people. Anybody I talk to is same boat, finding people. So really, I mean, uh, I wouldn't say priority number one, but one of the top priorities is the Workforce Development Initiative. Um, NPMA launched that right before COVID hit. Um, and uh, is trying to push that on through and keep get people involved in that. And it's growing by leaps and bounds. What uh, Cindy and staff are doing with the workforce and Brittany are doing with the workforce development initiative, we're gonna see the fruits of that labor five years from now. It, it's hard right now, but we need people posting jobs on the board just to drive traffic to it. And uh, really promoting our industry as an industry, a destination industry, hey, come work for us, this is a great job. So what, what what exactly is that? Just kind of back up real quick. The workforce yeah, development. So the work, workforce development initiative is um, basically we're we built a jobs board. We're trying to promote the industry to compete against other trades industries, HVAC, construction, and attract people into um, our industry versus those those industries and make it aware. A lot of people don't think about pest control. I mean, unfortunately, it's not like, hey, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be a pest control technician. Etc. Um, and we got to change that mind frame and that mindset and make people, hey, you can make a really good living um, being a pest control technician, whether you're coming straight out of high school, out of college, to your college, etc. Um, you, you need to know about our industry um, because it's a growing industry. Dan, we so, those times every month and you can see how fast our industry is growing in the um, reflection of where it should be in the next 10 years. So. So it sounds like an Indeed type thing for pest control. And how are you pushing it out to compete with an Indeed or the HVAC people and whatnot? How does it get in front of? Yeah, uh, so I mean, the, the, it, 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 as you know, anything costs money, and there's only a finite amount of money we can do. So right now we've established different membership levers and clubs. There's several people that have put upfront money to help. Uh, promote this. So they've built a website. They're doing SEO, trying to build uh, recognition. They're going to, at some point in the next five years, three to five years, there'll be a big PR push similar to PPMA um, does, but this will be a workforce development thing that they do. So I know a lot of people see PPMA getting on the Weather Channel promoting bugs. Well, at the end of the day, we want to be on uh, some other channel promoting, hey, our workforce development, our industry might, might be HGTV or something. I don't know yet, but I'll leave that up to Cindy and staff, what they want to do with it. They're the smart ones behind it, but that's the goal where, hey, you're seeing this stuff, whether it's a commercial um, being run, promoting our industry, um, but really it's one thing to have um, somebody promoting our industry, but if we don't have a, a jobs board and jobs listings for people to go do, uh, it, it's almost pointless. That's what I was saying right now. We need people posting the jobs on there. So when people do go there, they can find a job. 
So what are the early returns or what does it look like now? Is there, are we seeing any uh, progress or, or is it a five-year deal? And we'll No, I mean, it's picking up every month. Um, the SEO on it, the numbers just keep going through the roof. I, I don't want to give you hard numbers. I don't know them off the top of my head, but Cindy could give you all um, the answers on that, how fast it's growing. But you're seeing exponential growth month after month. Um, at some point, you know, uh, the board just approved uh, even more money to give into that NPMA because this is a true NPMA function here um, that's funding it. And so it's being offset some by companies that are called founding members or platinum or silver. And some of our supplier groups are joining in to help because it, it also is going to promote jobs in our supplier network um, as well. So it's a true work in progress. It's just getting off the ground. So for me, you know, one thing I want to do is make sure we continue to push that um this next year and push it further and get more people involved and use it and know about it i would 100 percent agree with you as far as people issues i mean we we i think now fundamentally we've seen a shift with a lot of companies where you know it used to be well we can't get enough leads we can't get enough sales we can't close enough sales now it is we just simply can't get the work done and so i, I think that's a great great focus anything else or is that going to be kind of like this is going to be we're going to laser focus on this and this is what i'm going to be working on anything else you're thinking of it's really another thing that's important to me just because i got friends and stuff is the diversity and equity and inclusion initiative that we're just launching and get going um we want to make sure everybody's got a spot at the table and a voice at the table um our industry for a long time has been um older white male dominated um, but we're seeing the change in that. We need to make sure we have people at the place, whether it's ethnic minorities, um, the LBGQT community, making sure everybody has a place at the table and feels a spot. So you're going to be hearing a lot about that being pushed out probably the end of this year, first of next year, um, as we get that initiative off and going. Um, really just look, taking a good hard look at ourselves and where can we improve? How can we be more inclusive as an industry? to everyone and attract more um, minorities and people uh, into our industry. So that, that's another one. And then y'all mentioned regulation. Um, the biggest thing we got fighting regulation is going to be preemption in the States. Uh, uh, yes. So uh, that, that's going to be a big, big fight over the next year to two years, probably, especially as I mean, politics are what they are with the current administrations that we have. Uh, can, can you just real quick for our listeners, there may be some folks out there that don't understand or know what preemption is. Can you just briefly, very briefly, just explain what that is just for some listeners? Yeah, so preemption is the EPA right now regulates pesticides and they say a pesticide is able to be used in this fashion. Pre, um, so they have preemption in most of the states. Um, some states are trying to get it where they don't have preemption. So you're not measured by the EPA where um, a local municipality says you can't um, use neonics in our municipality, but the next city over says, oh, yeah, you could use neonics. So where this affects your technicians is your technicians would have to know whether they could apply a chemical while they're in the city limits of, let's just say, where I'm at, Benton, Arkansas, but right next is Bryan, Arkansas. You'd have to realize, hey, I can't apply those. I got to know the laws there. So that's preemption in a nutshell. Um, so. You, you need to, it's a big problem because there's no way, I don't know how we would manage it as an industry. Um, it would be a nightmare to even try to get our technicians to realize what they got to do if we, don't, if we lose preemption. 
Well, I think one of the one of the you know you can compare it to is certain states. Um, local municipalities have uh, business licenses that you have to buy. Some companies know and some companies don't. And it works great if you have a brick and mortar store because I'm in this town, I got to buy a business license. But I have a, a service company that operates in 50 different towns. I got to know which towns. And maybe I only have one customer there and I got to get a business license. It's it's a, it's a, it's a disaster and it definitely needs to be sorted. So that's yeah, it. I mean, it's easy to know, like it's easy to, to go from State. Like we operate in multiple states now, and uh, cool. If Texas has a law versus Arkansas, I can keep those. I can keep that, you know. But when you start breaking it down to municipality versus county, um, mm -hmm. our guys are so busy. There's no our technicians. There's no. Uh, it's unfair to even try to put that on there. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. let's. Uh, we have a few more minutes, but I wanted to switch uh, topics a little bit. Um, we. Uh, uh, one of the most popular episodes that we had was building a large company in a small uh, market. And we did that uh, interview with uh, the guys from Paul's. But you guys are in a pretty relatively small market, you know, compared to Dallas, Atlanta, you know, New York, whatever. So, uh, you know, tell us about how you market in a small market uh, and, um, you know, what the differences are and, and what you see. Yeah, so I mean, the differences are there's a lot of similarities and there's a several little differences. So um, I can't depend on SEO and website and TV and radio as much as somebody in a Atlanta market or something like that. Ours has got to be more grassroots involvement or what we've learned. Um, we do a lot of small towns and operate in a lot of small towns of 30,000 and less. Um, and when you want to operate and grow in those towns, you got to be involved in the community and give back in those communities. So for us, it's doing sponsorships, being involved, find out what's the most important nonprofit in that that community that we could go in and support, find a way to support those. Um, so we really look at that. I mean, that's one thing that we look at, um, as well as the SEO. I mean, you got to have SEO. People are using. I mean, everybody has a mobile phone. I don't care if you live out in a town of 100, everybody's got a mobile phone on there. If they're going to need somebody, they're still going to Google search what they need. So you still got to do that. But a bigger word of mouth around on a smaller state like ours it goes a long ways. Who does your friends know and who's doing stuff in the community? Well, I mean, listen, this has been wonderful. And, and Justin, I just want to thank you for coming out. And man, I wish we had more time. Uh, to go through and and really look forward to you know your tenure as president of NPMA and and glad that you were able to come on and just share with us and our listeners kind of where you're going to go. I think uh, it's an exciting time and it's also exciting that you guys are going to be tackling some of the big issues that we face as an industry. I mean, I can't think of anything more than preemption and also people. So just thank you for that and thank you for serving uh, on the association and helping helping all of us. And so with that, Dan, any parting thoughts? Uh, no, I just wanna thank you as well. I think that NPMA is an extremely important part of our industry and um, you know, without it, we're nothing. And with it, we're kind of bound together to, to work with each other. And so thanks for, uh, for volunteering and I know I, I've known several presidents it's not easy it's a huge commitment and it's uh, thankless you know so uh, appreciate you doing that so um, uh, but uh, yeah so so thanks so much for, for coming on well y'all guys thanks for having me thanks for doing this I mean 
y'all spread a lot of information. I know a lot of my guys um, listen to y'all's podcast. They really enjoy it. So thank y'all for doing it. They pick up a lot of bits and pieces and they'll bring back to me. Hey, I can't believe it. Did you hear this? Can we try this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that it's all accurate. We do our best. So with yeah. that, folks, we hit the end of our time. <laughs> thank okay. you very much again for joining us on the PNP Insider Podcast. If you like this episode or any of our episodes, again, we do appreciate you uh, leaving a review, giving us a rating, those types of things. And with that, we'll see you all next time. Take care. Thanks again, Justin. Thanks so Thank much. You. Take care. Hey now. Bye-bye. Bye.